is Mornings with Ian Smith. Great to have your company. Daniel McCarty, Louis Herman Watt, Brian Radley, through till 12 o'clock. And you as well on 0800 150 The show with Brent, your local John Deere equipment supplier. G'day, Brian. How are you doing today? Who triggers you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Look, your, your contest is no contest. There's only one person <laughs> on the planet who's the most despicable evil sportsman that has ever lived. Oh, oh crikey. Crikey. This, crikey. This is big. This is big. He's made himself a multi-millionaire by exploiting that pure evil. And that's Mike Tyson. And the strange contradiction in terms is his hero was voted to be the greatest sportsman of the 20th century, of course, Muhammad Ali. The complete antithesis of everything that Mike Tyson stands for. I, I think that he exposes himself as being so evil because he's tapped into the morbid fascination that Americans seem to have with pure evil. If you look at all of their successful TV shows and everything else, none of which I watch, the ones that centre around the, the most horrible crimes, you know, of the century, they're all the box office bestsellers. And uh, Mike Tyson, of course, is at the very pinnacle of that genre. Well, he, he really has got to you. Is this all based on his horrific crime against Israel um, of Washington, I think her name was? Well, the not, time he spent not, for that? Not even, not even, not even that. Uh, have you seen any of his podcasts? Have you seen the way he intimidates interviewers and anybody else that he can, uh, you know, possibly scare? I, you know what, Brian? I haven't. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm a little bit surprised considering how much he triggers you. You, you've, you watch them. Well, the thing is, I'm a boxing aficionado. I've been uh, right. you know, associated with boxing all my life, and I admired Muhammad Ali for you know everything he stood for and what he did. And uh, to think that he's the idol of this horrible person, Mike Tyson, is just, as I say, a contradiction in terms. And it makes me wonder if Tyson is as evil as he portrays himself to be, or if he's, as I say, tapped into the American psyche that fascination they have with pure evil. Okay, Brian, we'll leave it at that. That went to some unexpected places. Here, here was I, I think we were doing light-hearted, who, who triggers you? David Warner. No. Pure evil? Um, 0800 Don't know where I go after that. Uh, Louis Draft coming up after 10 o'clock. We've got a few people like Dennis Connor. Ha, ha, ha. Cheers, Brent. That was the spirit I was expecting people to enter it. Scott Robinson triggers me. I can't stand the guy. I just like him as a player and a coach. That's Cameron. It's irrational. Like sports fans are irrational. We just we just become irrational with certain teams. Like the New York Yankees. Everything about them. Everything about them, Louis. Makes me grind my teeth. Uh, well, David Warner getting some love on the text line. Brad Haddon in there as well. Cheers, Paul from Palmy. Uh, we've got Friday freebie. Uh, everyone that calls up can leave their suggestion for one leg of our multi and someone will get the nod and hopefully the winnings. Um, without blowing one's trumpet, uh, I think last time we were involved, Louis, you, I, you, me and uh, Brian, um, it was raining money, wasn't it? Yeah, Liverpool, we turned, Man City. That's right. Eight. Liverpool, Man City yeah. drew. Um, Valare won, and someone tipped. Ryan had tipped the Orlando Magic to beat the Celtics, so it was fifty dollars to fifteen hundred. 
You're welcome. You're welcome. No, notice how I'm trying to take all credit for that. Even I just had you know a little part to play. Hey, um, really interesting story. Uh, Radio New Zealand has out today. Feel free to make comment on this. Uh, I think it's important to elevate this near the top of the show. Uh, fears for the future of New Zealand's netball competition with the sports broadcast revenue apparently set to plummet once its current deal with Sky TV lapses. Now, it's being reported this morning that Netball New Zealand is, and I quote from the uh, Radio New Zealand story, which has this line in quotes, it's obviously come from a source, close to having a crisis on its hands after Sky's bid for rights for the ANZ Premiership and Silver Fern's test was significantly lower than previous deals. One official with knowledge of the negotiations told RNZ the offer from Sky was less than half its current broadcast rights agreement, which will expire at the end of the 2024 season. The report says the news has generated panic within Netball New Zealand's offices, with the broadcast deal thought to be around $10 million, covering the salary caps of the six ANZ Premiership franchises. Um, the broadcast revenue essentially funds the entire model, the official told RNZ. If Netball New Zealand can't find a way to cover that shortfall, then the future of the league and the future of the sport is looking very, very shaky. There are concerns too about how a reduced broadcast deal would impact player contracts. Well, simple, right? They go down. Right? They just go down, like, like in any industry that fails to bring in revenue. You know, costs go down. Uh, um, sorry, salaries go down, I, I, I would think. Um, back to the yarn. Um, broadcast revenue accounts for the overwhelmingly majority of player-generated revenue. Uh, also added in the story... Uh, with the sky offer falling well short of expectations, it's understood Netball New Zealand has gone to market to gauge interest from other broadcast partners. TVNZ, the former home of Netball up until 2008 when Sky partnered with Netball New Zealand for the launch of the now-defunct Trans-Tasman League, it's considered the most viable option. Um, while TVNZ is unlikely to be able to match the investment of Sky, a return to free-to-air television would be seen as a positive move for the sport. TVNZ would provide vastly bigger audiences and reach through its linear and digital platforms, potentially opening up more commercial opportunities for Netball New Zealand. Really fascinating yarn, isn't it? Um, so where is netball positioned in your mind, especially at the domestic level with the ANZ Netball Championship? That's got to be a key cog in all of this, right, as far as content hours. Hours so important. Are crowds on the wane? Is there a lack of, I don't know, coverage or of visibility of the sport? Um, I don't know if this is Sky thinking we maybe were bidding against ourselves last time, which is a perfectly prudent natural approach, or maybe... The nuts and bolts are in the numbers watching. I, I guess we probably won't get those numbers, will we, Louis? But for those who follow the sport for a while now, tell me about your viewing habits. Are, are you watching as much? Um, or is it tired and you find yourself sort of switching on less, maybe not going to as many games as you have in the past? Uh, there's also been some suggestion that the product doesn't stack up against the flashy made-for-television Suncourt Super Netball Competition in Australia. Now, I, I really can't offer any sort of opinion on that. I don't pay enough attention to that competition. So if you do, do they do that well? Is that a fair line to throw out? Is there, in fact, you know, simple things that Netball could incorporate to um, improve their product? I, I don't know what their social media presence and game is like. That's so important to me. 
2023. Such an important channel to reach potential fans. Uh, is their game strong enough in that aspect? And and on that, which sport is the leader for reaching and entertaining you via social media? Um, we'd love to get your thoughts on that, but if you're a ne- if you're a netball player, you'd be really alarmed this morning, wouldn't you, Louis? You definitely would be, and I think this is almost less about Sky because Sky is essentially the market, and yes, that is a bit skewed because there is only one market and there's only one player in the market, which is an issue in upon itself. But I think it's less about Sky and more about netball, this story, because mm. going back a few months now, and there was this report done on Super Netball, which I think was commissioned last year by Netball Australia, um, and that found some pretty alarming thing, alarming things about the state and I guess the viewership for Australian netball. So there weren't specific figures, but sources were saying that they were they were attracting an audience of about forty thousand per match. This is in Australia, but alarmingly there were. Uh, matches on KO that were only receiving up to about 2,000 streams. And that's Australia oh. and the other world champions. So when this came out, we we kind of talked about it and we said, well, if this is Australia, where does that leave New Zealand netball? And I think as a television product, it's probably, I think you, you can make your own assumptions and, and well, your own, your own views. But if you line the two up, uh, I think they probably, the Australian one is more a bit, bit more built for television. So in a, country with 5 million people where we just had a FIFA Women's World Cup, a Cricket World Cup, um, the Silver Ferns played in South Africa in the middle of the night, not many people saw them, it was a, kind of a, the worst result they'd had in, ever, it, it was kind of alarm bells, so I wasn't overly surprised to see this article this morning, and I would be really concerned for the sport. The two, because- did you- did you say streams of 2,000 in Australia, in a country with 25 million For people? some games, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if you recover your costs with that. Well, you know, and the other sports, thing was... Live sport is not is not cheap. It's not cheap. It's expensive to broadcast live sport. It really is. Um, so it's incumbent on these sports to return an audience at the very least, right? As oh. as you've been a legacy sport, doesn't mean you, you know, guarantee... And, and I've long been telling you this, the next, the next rugby deal is going to be so fascinating. So fascinating for this exact reason, I, I would think. Um, well, hey, you're, for, you're for right. those who follow the sport and know better than, than me, I'd love to get your perspective on this. Um, you know, give us the pulse of, of netball in New Zealand. What's it like as a product? Uh, are you as engaged as ever? Are you turning away? I'd love to get your thoughts. 0800 uh, keep you triggering. Uh, a lot of people have defended Mike Tyson, um, saying, check out the last five years of his podcast. He has no idea what he's talking about, and Tyson's a changed man, etc., etc. There's quite a few of them on that. Um, I do like this one. George Cregan and Man United supporters. LOL. Excellent. Very nice.